Hey folks, it's Jeff Wenzel from the Woodshed Agency, and you are listening to my podcast called Successfully Funded. Turn it up. Yeah! Alrighty, crowdfunders. How is everybody doing out there in crowdfunding land? Hopefully things are going well with your campaigns. Hopefully you guys are getting the money that you guys need to uh, to get your projects to be funded, right? That's the ultimate goal. Prove viability in the marketplace. Uh, you know, get out there, get the, you know, you know, put some meat on the tables, find out who's enjoying your product, market it to them. All that sort of stuff should be happening right now. And hopefully you guys are all having uh, a good time with that. So, so coming up on today's episode, we're going to be talking about something that I think everybody would say that they are not into, and that would be ironing your clothes, right? And dry cleaning. Nobody's really into that. But we're going to try to make it sexy today, and we're going to talk to um, a, a new campaign that's going on right now on Indiegogo. And uh, so I'm going to be talking with Charlie Warden is his name, uh, and he's got a new campaign uh, called the Teresa Steam, T-E-R-S-A Steam, Teresa Steam. So I definitely recommend you guys go check that out. Um, so what they've done is they have made a product that hangs on your wall. It almost looks like a uh, like a mirror. And what you do with it is, you, and now mind you, I'm explaining it one way. Charlie will probably explain it the right way here in a minute. But if you, you know, uh, just bear with me for a second. Um, but what you do is you you put your uh, your shirt or something in there, and within ten minutes your shirt comes out um, not wrinkly. It's dry, almost like it's dry cleaned. And this allows you to, uh, you know, maybe wear a shirt two or three times, you know, so you don't have to do laundry. So really interesting product. Um, and we got into a really great conversation of of being open and honest where you are with your business. So we're going to talk a lot about that coming up. So what else is going on uh, going on around here uh, over at One Wednesday Way where, where this is recorded, right, in my, uh, my humble little recording studio over here? Um, so... You know, with all of the news going on and the fact that going on Facebook is, um, boy, that's a challenging thing right now. That might be like the hardest thing I do every day is to actually go on Facebook and then just see what's, see all the, the messaging on there. Because holy cow, that's a, it's an eyeful. It's a, it, it takes you all over the place at, um, emotion wise. But had an interesting night Tuesday. Um, we had a local event here in Farmington, uh, something like the marshmallow event i don't know some all in all it was an event and it was in our uh, what's called our heritage park and it's just a big huge park area they've got a splash pad and all that sort of stuff and you know we were there with probably maybe 1500 people maybe even a little less a little more somewhere around that ballpark a lot of people and uh, it was definitely a kid event, so there was bouncy houses, and and ultimately what you would do is you know you would make s'mores. They had a, a fire pit built, so a nice event, right? But there was definitely a moment where uh, I kind of just stood back and just took in the scenery for a minute, and looking around this community, and, and I live in Farmington, Michigan, so you guys can look it up. Uh, but in that moment, looking out, there was literally every single culture represented in my town all at this park, all with their kids, all very family-oriented, all getting along, nobody, you know, nobody judging anybody, nobody trying to hurt anybody, nothing, honestly, it was nothing but love, and it was a very 
very surreal moment to see that as what is, you know, who is that? Who is the painter? Norman, it was like a Norman Rockwell type painting of like, this is our America. This is America, right? Also in those scenarios to openly watch my six-year-old run to classmates of many different races um, because he was excited that he hasn't seen them most of the summer. And, you know, him being open and, and, and not judging, it just really struck a chord on how much that stuff is, is that, that hate is taught or something bad happens in somebody's life to bring that hate. And if you can get away from it, and honestly, I, I tell you, this area needs to be a focus group for how to get along. You know, and, and what's intriguing here in Michigan is that we're, we're close to Dearborn. So we've got a high population of, of Middle Eastern people. Uh, in Farmington, we've got a huge community of Indian people. Um, you know, obviously, we're close to Detroit. We have a healthy amount of African Americans. You know, we've got a Mexican town here. I mean, we've got almost, I mean, literally, almost every every culture here. And, you know, what I just took from it, too, just sitting at this event was, we all, we're all here for the same thing. We wanted our kids to have fun. We wanted to make a s'more. We were all dealing with the exact same nuances and problems, standing in long lines, patience issues, kids not behaving, and a fire pit that if the kids fall in it, they'll get hurt and die. So we're all, you know, that's the core, right? There was, that's all it is. Everything else is just clothing, language. Nah, that's, a, that's it. I, nothing, I can't even think of anything else. Those, those, are, those are not, you know, but core, at the core, we're all here for the same thing. So Farmington, I'm, 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 I, was, I had a proud moment of, of, of enjoying that I live here. I had a proud moment with my son that, that he doesn't see this sort of stuff. Uh, I felt proud that, you know, we are integrated into many cultures around here. Now, obviously, there's still work to be done, you know. Um, and, uh, but no, I don't know. I had a, uh, just a really, really good moment, and I'm excited to share it here and, and kind of just talk about it because I hope, I hope other people hear what I'm saying. And I just had a beard itch. Sorry about that. You probably just heard that. But I hope, I, like I said, I hope more people look at this area see how it functions here. Know that it's not perfect. Don't expect that it's perfect, but know that at its core, it's a great, great place. And this should be a snapshot for how other communities and cultures should be doing it. Because if we embrace all these other cultures, everything gets better, man. You know, the food gets better, <laughs> you know, and that's, that should be number one, right? Um, the stories can get better. The experiences can get better the world actually gets smaller. So for again, here's another thing for me. For somebody who talks to many, many people throughout the globe, I just look at it as so much of a bonus and a benefit to be able to openly, you know, just understand and know more, right? Knowledge is power. It's like, a, wasn't that a The More You Know commercial, like in the NBC? The do, 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 do. So, all right. Let's go ahead and kick into my conversation with Charlie. Let's talk about getting rid of ironing and dry cleaning your clothes, right? Let's just get rid of that habit or that task or chore that we have to do in our lives because um, I think Charlie's got the solution for us. Um, so let's go ahead and talk to him. And uh, yeah, here's here, here's my talk with, with, uh, with Charlie. 
right, Charlie, the red light's on. We are now recording. So why don't we start with doing a quick sound check. Um, what did you have for breakfast this morning? Uh, I had an egg and a bagel. All right, egg and a bagel. Is uh, breakfast a, uh, a major part of the part of the lifestyle? Yeah, so most of the time I, I try to make sure I eat breakfast because yeah, most days I forget about eating after that until about 5. So uh, I try to make sure I at least eat something in the morning. Good. That's good. Very good. Cool. All right. Well, I think we're all sounding good here. So uh, why don't we jump right into it? So you're running an Indiegogo campaign right now. Why don't you tell my listeners what you are currently raising money for? Yeah. So me and uh, just a few friends from college, we started Tursa Incorporated um, a few years ago. We started working on the concept for Tursa Steam. Um, and basically, we were looking for a really fast, user-friendly way to freshen our clothes um, so we wouldn't have to do as much laundry or go to the dry cleaners as often. So that's where it started. Um, we've been working on developing our product for a couple of years now, um, and we thought crowdfunding would be a – an Indiegogo in particular would be a really good um, launching point to kind of start sharing our uh, work with everybody else and obtaining some initial users and um, – yeah, we just thought it. We thought crowdfunding was a really cool concept, a good place to start um, spreading the word about our product. That's cool. So, kind of, you know, since we're on a podcast here, there's no visuals. Kind of walk uh, my, my listeners as to what actually is going on here uh, in terms of the in terms of the unit. Yeah, so um, it's actually it's hanging on the wall right behind me. Um, it looks like uh, a really fancy. Uh, mirror almost um, and it's got a really nice backlit LED it just looks like a really cool mirror in my bedroom um, but you open it up just like you would a medicine cabinet um, that you see in your bathroom uh, you hang your shirt your towel your dress your skirts uh, any anything you have that you want to get freshened freshened up um, without having to go through a traditional laundry cycle or take it to the dry cleaners for your nicer things um, you just hang it up and then you shut the door and you press go it's pretty much as easy as that and what are the like the? I think you guys are calling them pods, right? What, yeah, yeah. What, yeah. what are the scent pods? What do those do? So essentially, that's that's all you need to run it. We wanted to make a. Uh, we love the the concept, uh, the pod concept that we've seen in other products uh, recently, and other and coffee machines, laundry machines, things like that. So we wanted to bring that uh, efficiency to the to the process, so you wouldn't have to go to the sink and fill something up like you do with most garment steamers and things like that. Um, so essentially the pods just consist of distilled water and then we um, we, we basically extract plant material. Um, it's the byproduct from the cologne and perfume manufacturing process um, and, and infuse that with the distilled water. So that that's what leaves you with the fresh linen scent. Um, and then we even have more, more advanced scents like uh, we actually have the capability of mimicking cologne and perfume scents. Um, and one thing we're really excited about is, is starting to work with a couple, um, some of these cologne and perfume manufacturers to actually offer their brand in our pods. Oh, very cool. Very cool. I, I, I wouldn't have thought of that. That's, that's very intriguing. That's a good way to like expand your audience and stuff and, uh, and your market. Yeah. That's cool. So does, is this something that you would have to like wire into your house? Like, like how, how hard is installation? Like how, what's the process of setting up one of these things? 
It's super easy. Um, right now, all, all we do for the prototypes we have, um, we have a simple two-piece metal bracket that, that mounts to your wall, uh, takes two screws, um, and then there's a bottom clip that, that clips in just to keep, that's more of a safety precaution to keep it from pulling away from the wall. Uh, and then it plugs into a standard outlet, uh, just like your hairdryer would or your uh, coffee pot. And is this something that you're putting like multiple shirts in or is this a one-off type of thing? So we designed it to be a, a single use um, or a single garment at a time. The idea is when my laundry bin is full, which it almost always is, uh, I can just grab something out of it, throw it in, and 10 minutes later when I get out of the shower, it's ready to go. Um, another use case is when I wear a collared shirt. Um, luckily, I don't have to wear that many of those anymore. Um because we were for ourselves now, so I get to wear T-shirts finally. But when I wear a collared shirt, for some reason, uh, now I don't feel like I have to, you know, be so careful with it. Take it to the dry cleaners or, or wash it on cold and then hang dry it. I can throw it right in the tercet when I get home, and then ten minutes later, hang it back up in my closet. So just a few of the the ways I use it. Cool. That's cool. I almost wonder if this is. I mean, we might get to this a little bit down the road in the interview, but is this? like a, a B to B type of uh, product, like getting into hotel rooms and stuff like that. It feels yeah. like that would be right in your guys' wheelhouse. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that's what almost everybody we ever talked to. Um, that's what they say. Um, and we, we totally understand that and see that. Um, and we're currently starting to talk with different hotels, hotel purchasing groups about pilot testing these in, in hotel rooms. Um, because that's, that's the real market we see. Um, is in hotels, but we thought what better way to kind of <clears throat> get val- get market validation, find a market fit, um, and again, just start sharing our story and our product with people than crowdfunding. Let's get an initial user base to really test um, kind of how we can make it better before we go into hotels. Yeah, that was the idea. That makes sense. It totally makes sense. Well, let's go back to like, where is the cocktail sketch uh, napkin of this idea? Like, where is the, you know, <laughs> I got an idea for something. Where, where, where does that start? So, uh, yeah, so that would be my, my founder, the original founder, Aaron, um, good friend of mine. He was a, I think he was a senior in college when I was a freshman. This would have been back in 2011. Um, I moved into a, the fraternity house right out of high school that he, that he had been living in for a couple of years, I think at that time. Um, and that's where he had the, the original idea. Um, the, the fraternity house, we, we sh- I think there were 65 guys living in, in one house. Um, and we shared one, one or two washing machines between the entire, you know, between everybody. So the idea came in that dorm room or that fraternity room, um, with four or five guys sleeping in the same room. He just wanted a fast way to clean his towels. Um, and then it kind of expanded into, well, Let's figure out how we can make make this water, this scent, um, this steam smell good. So we started playing around with that, and then it kind of evolved from there into something that we could actually use as a really cool supplement um, to traditional clothing care. Yeah, yeah. And, and what's like the you know after you kind of de- start developing this idea and see that you know this is actually something, right? That um, yeah. what's the first steps to start like? making a prototype and like, I mean, it just doesn't feel like something you just kind of step into all of a sudden out of the blue. Like, Oh yeah, I, I, I'm making this, <laughs> this, this laundry thing, you know, like, like how do you start that process? Yeah. Um, so Aaron started that process about, about that same time he built the first prototype. I think the first one ever was built out of two by fours wood. Um, 
and it was just a box that he would use as kind of a chamber um, to, to create steam in. And then he built two or three more over the next couple of years until he finally got something. And by this time, he had a full-time job. Um, this was kind of on the side. Um, and he got, finally got to a point where he had a prototype that kind of actually worked. So then he went through the first patent filing. Um, and at this point, uh, right about that same time is when he he and I got together uh, we we kind of looked over his sketches, looked at his prototype, and said, "Okay, th- this might actually be something. Let's actually let's actually start a company and make a make a go at it." Um, so it's been a long, long process, probably f- f- uh, well, going on six years since the initial idea, probably. So much longer than just eight eight nine months. Right, right. Uh, a lot of mistakes, a lot of learning. Well, well over that that course of time, I mean, has there, and I'm sure there's a hundred roadblocks, but has there been any sort of major roadblock that you guys just couldn't, couldn't handle or couldn't overcome? Um, not yet. <laughs> I guess we're still here. So. <laughs> right, right. Um, you know, we've had, we've had some that we thought were going to be, you know, that's, that's the, it. that's it. You know, that's the big roadblock. Uh, you know, I think we've had, the biggest one has been, um, probably people telling us that there's bigger, better, more funded, more highly funded companies in this space. Um, so we should just not be doing it because we don't stand a chance. So we, we've heard that from several people throughout the, throughout the months, the years. Uh, but, but other than that, I mean, we just kind of, we stick to our own we stick in our own lane and uh, we just try to add value to our product and to our company every day. That's, that's pretty much the goal. I think that's a big one. I think that's a big one for a lot of, of startups or, or uh, you know, people in terms of crowdfunding is the, Oh, there's always somebody doing better than you. You're going to compete against Whirlpool or whatever, you know, you know, whatever, whatever it is, you know, just that sort of mindset of like, yeah, well, somebody has to always that there's a reason products get to where they get to. They all had a starting point. So, you know, Well, how how about the opposite of that? So, um, you know, maybe in this whole process, where was the moment that you realized that, that you should be doing this, you know, you should spend six years on it, you know, was there, you know, Uh, maybe the first Uh, prototype that actually was really working or or, or, is there any story around that? Yeah. You know, I think uh, there's, there's been several times where (laughs) there's, there's multiple um, I think most recent has been the last two weeks. Uh, we launched this campaign. We we said from the beginning we're not going to be, or we're not going to try to be one of the campaigns right now that that raises seven figures. Um, we wanted to do a test campaign and obtain uh, beta users. Is really what we said at the beginning. Um, that was about nine months ago when we started planning the crowdfunding campaign. But and since it's evolved to well, let's actually we've made enough progress. We're going to ship the final unit to people in May. Um, but I think just the outpour of, of support from our network and then beyond our network over the last two weeks has been really validating that people think this is a cool idea and it's something that can actually bring value, um, and add efficiency to their lifestyle. So that's the biggest one or the most recent, um, uplifting moment, I guess I would say. Yeah. I think that's, I, I, that's always a good answer too, because this is what crowdfunding does. It makes you, you know, it, it proves, you know, validation. Hey, we're not nuts. There's 191 other people that are right now that think we got something yeah. cool. So that's, that's awesome. So where, where did you grow up? Uh, I grew up in St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, and actually 
all three of us. So Aaron, Aaron is the original founder, um, but Aaron, Adam, and myself, we all kind of consider the founders. Um, and we all three grew up in St. Louis. Um, Adam and I have known each other since we were three or four. Um, we've known each other since we were little babies. We lived down the street from each other um, from infancy to 18 when we both went to the same college. Um, and then we all three met in that fraternity house. So kind of a cool story. We've, we've known each other for a long time. Um, and our paths, um, you know, they went separate ways at, at certain points and, and now they're back and we're, we're super happy. It's, it's kind of a cool story. That's awesome. So. That's awesome. And, and like, what'd your parents do when you were growing up? So my dad, uh, works in, um, I guess it would be the construction industry. Um, he works at a design build firm, so they do a lot of design and building, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and <clears throat> that's where, that would be where I get my, uh, some good qualities and some bad qualities, probably growing up around the, uh, the construction industry. It's, <clears throat> it's, uh, teaches you how to work fast. Um, and, um, have a sense of urgency probably. It also doesn't teach you a lot of patience. So, um, it gave, gave me some good and bad qualities maybe, or qualities that I need to work on. And then, uh, my mom has been, my mom has done quite a few different things. Uh, she's a bit of an entrepreneur herself. Um, she started five or six little small companies, uh, back in St. Louis, just things that she enjoys doing. Uh, her current one is a little landscape business that she, that she runs with one of her best friends. Um, so she's just always enjoyed the, the idea of taking something from concept to a little small business that she gets to kind of manage. Yeah. She's never made a real big company or anything like that, but that's kind of where I got the cool entrepreneurial spirit, I guess, maybe. Yeah, that's sweet. It's always good to have that sort of whether it's a role model or not, even outside of like the parent, but just that person that you see doing it, you know, just uh, understanding the, I don't really want to go somewhere nine to five or, Hey, I can jump on a podcast interview in the middle of the day and (laughs) whatever it might be. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's cool. So, you know, so as this kind of product is kind of coming to, to, to kind of fruition, um, you know, has there been, or is there anything that you do to kind of maintain the busy period right now? So like, this is typically for, for, for anybody doing crowdfunding, a, a very, busy time, emails, uh, people like me bugging you to get on this episode, all that sort of stuff, right? Are are there any sort of like tips or techniques or tools that you're using to stay organized, stay on top of everything? Um, Is there anything that that you can recommend that you're doing to to just stay organized? Yeah. um, First and foremost, roles and responsibilities are huge. Um, That's what there's only really three of us that are full time focused on this. Um, but even just with three people, it's really important. And we've had conversations several times about who does what, um, and what, what responsibilities fall under which person's jurisdiction. And then it's about faith that that person's doing their job. Um, and my, you know, luckily I think everybody on our team does their job pretty well. Um, and so, so, um, yeah, we use tools. We use, uh, right now we use Asana, uh, A-S-A-N-A, which is a platform, um, to help us organize projects, um, and tasks, which, which really helps so we can all see it. Um, and then on that accountability, you know, when we finally got to the point where we could say, we've got this, this, and this, 
this is who's responsible for it and this is the deadline for it, um, productivity really increased. Um, it's just all about that accountability. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Oh, maybe one last thought openness. I, I, uh, we talk, Adam still lives in St. Louis. He's finally moving out here in, at the end of this month Aaron and I live in Colorado now. Uh, so, so I moved to Colorado last year. Aaron moved here about three months ago and Adam's now moving too. um, what pushed you guys there? But we talk all what the pushed time. pushed you there? Uh, a couple reasons. I've wanted to live in Colorado for a long time. Um, and I think the tipping point or the excuse, I guess you could call it, is I uh, got accepted to, to come get my master's degree at Colorado State. Um, so I'm finishing up my MBA uh, right now, actually, um, which is on top of all this, but it's almost done. Yeah, you, usually that answer is a woman. <laughs> yeah, no. they're usually behind uh, those sort of scenarios but uh okay. <laughs> cool. like, that's good um yeah I'm, I'm intrigued i mean so how long have you been out there then uh let's see i'm yesterday actually yeah I, my girlfriend actually came out with me and she doesn't she knows these dates but yesterday was the one year anniversary of us moving okay. out here i okay. think yeah i was just wondering um, if like there's if you've been like kind of working with incubator programs or if there's any sort of like you know resources that you've been plugging into yeah <clears throat> yeah we actually were a lab team at boomtown accelerator at a at a boulder um so basically they they hooked us up with uh i guess you could call it free office space um it's they call it lab space but um they let us go in there and work um for a while we would that'd be home base we'd go work there um they've got machines 3d printers uh other resources um they bought a couple products for us to actually test other pro- competitors products for us to so we could tear them apart and test them make sure ours was was better uh and it is um now um but uh it's been great they've been you know boomtown has been awesome to be a part of uh to this point um That's cool. and it really helped get us connected to the community yeah, and um i mean what was was there a process to kind of get involved with some of these things or did you, how did you scope it out? You know, being kind of new in town at yeah. the time, how did you, how did you get plugged in? I, uh, let's see, but with Boomtown, we just applied, um, and then got to know some of the guys down there. Um, in terms of building a network out here, that was, you know, we came from a town where we all grew up. We had extensive networks to a place where we knew nobody. So it was a fun fun challenge. Uh, but you know, I think I lucked out. I made, I made a couple friends early on that, that have been here for a long time that are in the startup space, um, that are really good connectors and networkers. Um, that really helped me, but you know, I think it just came down to, and I'm not the best networker. It's hard for me to put myself out there and try to meet people and mingle. Um, if that's what I had to do, I had to, I don't know what it is, swallow my pride or, or something and just kind of go for it and meet as many people as I can. That's great. That's great. Well, let's flip over to the actual Indiegogo campaign. So, so, I mean, you mentioned before, like, you know, why you're, why you've chosen to do this, but, um, you know, maybe was there any sort of inside conversation or anybody on your team, maybe not wanting to do it or, you know, not feeling, wanting to be that vulnerable and put this product out there and, um, you know, was there any sort of conversation around that or was one person championing it over the other or any, any sort of things around that? 
Uh, no, not really. We were all pretty much on the same page about crowdfunding. Uh, we did have some debate and discussion about Indiegogo versus Kickstarter. Um, that would be the most debate we had in, in terms what, of what swayed it before. Uh, honestly, I think it was the fact that, and there were great things about both of them, but I think it was the fact that Indiegogo seemed really uh, dedicated to helping us create a successful campaign. Um, I think they're, they're smaller, I think, um, based on every indication we have, they're, they're a smaller platform, smaller user base, but I think they're, they're really eager to grow. Um, on top of that, they showed a, a dedication to hardware products um, that we really liked. They've got the new partnership with Aero Electronics, which what is What does cool. that mean? Um, I mean, like, what does that, what does that mean? Uh, so I'm, I'm not even quite sure everything that it entails, but basically um, they've got this Aero certification program that we went through. Um, and it, it basically, we, we applied, and then I had a couple interviews with people at Aero. Um, and Aero is just a giant uh, electrical component um, wholesaler essentially um so basically we i had a couple interviews and then i sent over our bill of materials and we talked with them through basically you know where we could source each part which parts they would recommend um and it was just a really nice way to refine our our bomb and uh get to a point where we where we felt more comfortable about being able to manufacture on our timeline and Aero, therefore Indiegogo felt comfortable about our ability to actually manufacture. Um, so it's cool. And, you know, Aero wants to gain exposure in this market and they, and I'm sure they're hoping we'll source Aero parts, um, and which we very well might. Um, but the point is it was cool to go through with a team of engineers and have them basically review our, our work and give us feedback, uh, for free essentially. So, um, you know, when it comes to this, what was like an overall marketing strategy that you guys, you know, thought of or, or tried to implement before the campaign launched? You know, I, I think everybody always asks me that. Uh, and we, somebody told me they thought we, everything we were doing is really th- well thought out yesterday. And I just remember thinking, really, I don't think we had one thing that has been well thought out. And I shouldn't say that, but, um, so we we understood the importance of, and it was always our goal. We needed to exceed thirty three percent of our fund, ex, external funding goal on, on day one. Um, that was our goal, um, and we understood the importance of our immediate network that we've been building over the last year and a half, um, and and earning their support in the on the campaign. And uh, I think that's I think we did a, a good job. Um, we've exceeded. Each daily, each daily and weekly goal so far, um, and really it was just about we Adam, his, who's our chief marketing officer. He always calls it just it's grassroots. Um, we we're we're very grassroots. We're not uh, digital marketing geniuses. Um, we're we're learning just like everybody else. Um, but you know, we just said let's be genuine. You know, you can. Uh, I guess one point of differentiation I've noticed is a lot of campaigns that spend a lot of money on their project or their campaign, they come off disingenuous uh, to to me at least just because I I go to their Instagram or their Facebook and I see 10 photos, all of all glamour shots of their product. Well, if you go to our Instagram 
we started our Instagram a little, I think over a year ago, it has to be over a year ago, um, when we founded the official company and we have, we have any picture you'd want to know about, you know, uh, the good and the bad, um, that you can go find because we, we're not trying to hide anything. We're three guys that, that were in college that wanted, wanted clothes to smell better. <laughs> and we've been working really hard to try to make it happen. So we're not, you know, kind of, we don't want to hide who we are because I think it's an important part but, of well, the story. Well, for, for us, I mean, you just literally have, have, uh, hit the nail on the head for us. Uh, when we work with a lot of our clients here, they don't understand. They want everything to be that sort of glamour shot vibe of everything. Like every email is the perfect email. Every social media post is perfect. And I always have to come back to them. I'm like, but you're not that. You're a startup. You have no yeah. brand. You're not Coca Cola. You're not. You know. You're not just. You know. You're not Apple. <laughs> you, you know. We're trying to get there. And 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 I always say to them that there's with crowdfunding. There's such an on like the more that you're open and honest and people see the project creators behind it, you know? So basically what I'm saying is less marketing speak, right? Like having, having it feel like yeah, it came yeah. from a person you do well. And I can totally see that in this campaign. I mean, and the page still looks good. Everything still looks good. It looks like a great product, all that sort of stuff. But I, I completely agree with you. You feel honest. I can feel your honesty just from some scrolling down. So you guys did a great job on that. I mean, straight up, you guys did a really good job on that. So uh, yeah, no problem. And, uh, so, Thank you. you know, so with that, you know, and, and what you mentioned is what, and, and is, also this is a dumb question considering you are having success, but what can you point to that you would love to have done differently? If there was one thing that you're like, I would have done this differently. Is there anything like that? Uh, yeah, I think, well, you know, it's, it's possibly would have been wait longer. Um, so that we could get even more figured out. Um, like for example, we're only shipping to the U S and Canada, um, just because yeah. logistically that's all we wanted to take on. Um, and what we've always told ourselves is we don't want to over promise and under deliver. Um, we would have a hard time living with ourselves if we promised b a thousand people throughout the world, the product, and then we couldn't deliver on time or at all. Um, so we said, we're not going to do that. Uh, we're going to, we're only going to promise what we feel confident we can deliver. So, you know, I think it, it would have been cool if we could have figured out logistically, um, and progressed in our timeline a little bit further so that we could open to international markets. But, you know, I think, I think we're okay. And I think if anything, we have a really good opportunity to, collect the data from feedback we've been getting internationally and maybe do another campaign. Soon yeah, you're spot can, on. Version 2.0 uh, could be, we'll, we'll go gigantic then, you know, when you have everything figured out, you know, like that is the worst thing. Wor yeah, worst thing that, you want is, awesome, uh, right? I have to ship this to Australia and it costs more to ship it than we got for it. That's, that's, that's a bad business practice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, we don't want, we don't want this to be another thing is we, we see a lot of products that are really expensive, even on crowdfunding. And we didn't want that. We wanted it to be affordable to guys like us. Um, and we wanted it to be a discount because these are the first users. Uh, so we just couldn't offer a discount exactly. if we were shipping right. to Australia. Right. Um, so, so, so yeah, that's, that'd be, you know, I wish, and trust me, I wish we could be taking orders from, you know, Europe, Australia, everywhere, but we just can't, it's not feasible and we don't want to, well, well, this goes back to our, anybody, just our previous so. parts of our conversation of that's you're being honest, and this is where we are right now. It's not 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 good or bad. It's just yeah. where we are. It's honesty, so it's great. 
really, really great. Um, so, you know, so you've got 18 days to go. You've got a successful campaign. Besides talking to a gigantic podcast uh, host like myself, what are the other strategies you're using to, uh, to kind of push energy and just kind of keep that momentum going in toward the, towards the last week of the campaign? Yeah, so we, uh, um, yeah, this is obviously great. Uh, we've got a few others uh, that are starting to reach out to us um, about doing publications or taking our videos and, and kind of editing them there themselves. Um, so we're always looking for good good collaboration opportunities um, on that front. Uh, we we were referred to a, uh, a PR firm for, through Indiegogo. The guys in Indiegogo recommended somebody to to kind of help us with a couple press releases. So we're working with them to just kind of help share the story. Um, and then we're also doing personal outreach. I've sent, we split it up, uh, between the three of us, but I've sent several, several dozen emails to, to local media outlets, um, just asking if they want to help us share our story. Um, we, uh, we just released our stretch goals, which is exciting. Um, and we are working to finalize some of the, details on those stretch goals so we can show images of different color finish options, um, things like that. So we're, we're, we're just kind of, uh, you know, that's <laughs> no, what we're doing. Great. Yeah. It's uh, all great stuff. <laughs> so what, you know, when you guys are sitting around, uh, you know, eating dinner and stuff and talking about this stuff, where do you guys see scale? Where do you see the next five years looking like? Um, you know, what, what's kind of the big picture of, of the whole, of the whole company? Yeah, uh, I think I think a huge opportunity, two great market opportunities. First, we touched on earlier hotels. Um, as somebody that travels pretty frequently, uh, I I want this thing in hotel rooms, and so does everybody else I talk to. So um, that's a that's a huge goal of ours is to start getting into hotels so users can just pop their shirt in right when they get to their hotel room or when they shower, um, and they don't have to worry about wrinkled luggage or if they're on a back-to-back trip in two different cities, they can still pack just their overnight bag and they can wear the same shirt three days. Um, that would be huge. Uh, we would love to collaborate with some hotels in the next year or two. Um, other than that, I think, I think as a company, I think we have other ideas for products in the similar space, um, that we've started to tinker with i guess you could call it uh and you know it's a delicate balance of trying to see five years down the road but also trying to remain focused on of course right next week's milestones yeah Yeah. it's a fine line (laughs) but it's got to be done right so so yeah so you've got 18 days ago like we said and it takes some time for all the money to get into the bank accounts and to take that first deep breath after the campaign but what what starts to happen as soon as you know money's in your bank account and you got to start start fulfilling these orders, what starts to happen for you guys? Yeah, well, luckily, so long story short, original original date to launch a crowdfunding campaign was one year ago from August first when we launched. Uh, we've put it off for over a year um, because we wanted to get closer to being able to ship before we launched, um, and we actually raised money. Uh, at the beginning of the summer, we we said let's go raise a little money so that we can start this prog- process already, um, and then the money for for the Indiegogo campaign won't be 
the absolute necessary to get started. What that will be is truly that'll be the per unit cost that we cover um, because we're already in the process of finalizing our DFM and our molds. Um, and that was the whole idea. We wanted to actually deliver on time when we said we would. So um, that's the first, you know, the money from the actual Indiegogo campaign. The first thing it, it goes to is f- finishing the tooling and the, the, the initial prototyping of the final manufactured runs and then and then running the machines. And where can people dive into more, like dive into your bubble, Instagram, Facebook, website, outside of the Indiegogo? Where, where can people find out more info? Uh, com is our website. Uh, and, um, you can get all of our, all of our social accounts from there. Um, our Instagram is Tersa underscore Inc. I believe I'm, I'm, no, I'm no wrong person to ask. Well, they'll, uh, get it, they'll get it from the website. <laughs> but, uh, I just learned what I, uh, on the website, you can get to all of our social, but yeah, I'm the wrong oh, person. Nice. I just yeah, learned what Boomerang a, a is tool, last week. You know? so, it's always important. Uh, I, I, there's nothing worse yeah. than uh, you seeing somebody that opened your email and then you know a couple days later, like, did you get my email? And they're like, no, I, 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 didn't, I didn't see it. And you're like, uh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. great. <laughs> So you can, so, uh, but yeah, Tersa underscore Inc is Instagram, uh, tersasteam.com. Um, and then Tersa, Tersa Inc on Facebook is I think how awesome. you Awesome. I mean, this us. is a really great product. I mean, you, you, it, it's always fun to talk to somebody when they're at the start and they can see where this product should be going. Cause, uh, that's the hardest thing for a lot of companies, you know, and, and you guys clearly have, have, uh, the next, you have, you have big things ahead of you in, in a nutshell. And uh, you had a great campaign, and this was a great conversation. And I wish you guys nothing but luck in the future. Yeah, I appreciate everything. Thanks for having, thanks for yeah, having no me problem. on and That's letting great me stuff, share so, uh, story. Good luck. And I, again, I encourage everybody out there, go check out, uh, check out the, the Tersa Steam because I, I know for when I travel and my shirt's all wrinkly, there's nothing worse than uh, I got to get the ironing board out or trying to convince the wife to, come on, babe, come on, come on. You want to you do this, right? You know, yeah, she, she doesn't. I have found out. So, uh, but, but very cool. Well, Charlie, I appreciate it, man. Thanks so much for your time. All right. How about that conversation with Charlie? Totally, total, lots of great stuff in that in that in that interview. Um, like I said, I really, I really focused on that idea of just being open and honest where you are in your company. And uh, I think Charlie's doing a great job with that. So the song we listened to is was kind of a filler track. Not gonna lie, uh, it was a song called Beyond. It was on our double record that nobody ever heard back in the day, and uh, it's an artsy little weird one. So uh, I'm gonna shut up and let you listen to it, and I'll talk to you all next week.